Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun. <sighs> Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions. See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Great. There goes my towel. The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland, a proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Never stop competing. The Six Nations on the Left Wing podcast. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing. Well, there's just no stopping Ireland in this Six Nations, no matter what's thrown at them. The Grand Slam is just one win away for Ireland. They've beaten Scotland 22 points to seven at Murrayfield today. Ireland led just 8-7 at half time with Mac Hansen scoring a first half try with tries from James Lowe and Jack Conan saw Ireland home despite a wake of injuries for Ireland. England come to Dublin of course on Saturday. Well Keane Tracy is in Murrayfield. Keane what a hard fought win that was. Ireland had to deal with all sorts of disruptions thrown at them. Huge questions were asked of them in the first half but they came through it. The juggernaut rolls onto Dublin for the final weekend and a grand slam to play for. Yeah, absolutely, Sinead. I think it's been a bit of a theme of Ireland's Six Nations campaign so far that, you know, these different things get keep getting thrown at them, but they keep coming up with the answers. And um, I'm just watching the players now at the moment. They're going around doing a lap of honour, and it's one of the most deserving laps of honours I think they'll ever have done. There's a huge crowd, Irish travelling support over here. They've stayed behind to recognise, I think, the effort and the pure grit and determination that their side showed here today, I think, other teams would have collapsed. Like you look at the calibre of players that they were they were losing to lose Caelan Doris, to lose both hookers, to end up with Keen Healy playing hooker, Josh van der Fleer thrown into the lineouts, uh, to lose Ian Henderson, Gary Ringrose stretchered off, which looked like a horrible injury. Fingers crossed that he's okay. And yet it didn't seem to knock a stir out of Ireland. Um it's interesting where the the press box is situated here at Murrayfield. It's actually right next to the the Irish coaching box and Every few minutes, I'd kind of look over at Andy Farrell, and he was just a picture of serene calm. And I think that's sort of reflected in the performance that we've seen as well, because like they easily could have lost their heads. They easily could have, you know, thrown in the towel because it was a game, when you look at it in black and white, they probably shouldn't have won with the level of disruption that they had. Yet they still found a way to get the job done. And I think that's a hallmark of this Ireland team. Uh, they knew it was going to be an unbelievably tough test and it really was like that first half had a bit of everything and Ireland stepped it up. I always felt like the Ireland bench was going to be crucial, but I didn't think it was going to be crucial in a way that it was today, needing them so early. Um, but yeah, it rolls on to Dublin next weekend and, you know, England coming to town, the Grand Slam at stake. Johnny Sexton has equaled Ronan O'Gara as the Six Nations all-time point scorer. He'll get a chance to set the record next weekend uh, in what will be most likely his final ever Six Nations game. He could captain his country to a Grand Slam on home soil. So uh, it doesn't get any bigger than this, Sinead. Yeah, you have to wonder, though, how much adversity is too much adversity, Keane? Because it really was coming from all angles there today. As you said there, they lose three of their starting forwards, Caelan Dorsch, Dan Sheehan, Ian Henderson, after 20-25 minutes. 
Josh van der Fleer took on the role of hooker at lineout because Ronan Kelleher got injured. He then had to go off. We then had three props in the front row for scrum time when uh, Keen Healy went in to the number two. Um, Ireland themselves made uncharacteristic mistakes. They had an early try chalked off because Scotland used the wrong ball at lineout. I mean, <laughs> it was incredible what they had to deal with. Yeah, and I think, Sinead, the, the James Lowe try probably summed up, I think, the the craziness of the game because when you think about it it all came from a scrum penalty that Ireland won with Keane Healy at hooker from the subsequent line out Josh van der Feer throws the ball into the line out and Ireland win the win their own ball and the problem was that with van der Feer you know at hooker you know the the simpler thing would have been to throw the ball to the front and just secure your ball but Scotland knew that that was going to happen so Josh van der Feer ended up having to throw some sort like a few complex um a few complex lineouts, and he still managed to do it with with a plum. Okay, a couple went awry, but I think that was always going to happen. But the quality of tries and how Ireland picked their moments to strike, I thought was phenomenal. I mean, Mac Hansen probably had his best game. I think you'd have to say in in an Ireland jersey, James Lowe was really effective uh, on the opposite wing, and it was just a team I think full of confidence and belief in what they're doing and it there's there's definitely a sense of destiny i think about this whole thing now um you know the, the, like, irish teams generally hate to be favorites and they were trying to play it down all week but i think it's actually sitting more comfortably with this team they understand the the place that they've earned on the back of their performances and you think back to everything that they achieved last year and you know scotland put it up to them like this is a very very good scotland team johnny sexton called them during the week, probably the best Scotland team that he's ever faced. And okay, they weren't at their best today, but they still asked plenty of questions of of Ireland, who were only winning what was at a point at half time. So um, I think it would really stand to them. Obviously, England are having their own issues, but it's very hard to see um, England causing an upset next weekend. And what an achievement it would be for for this team. You know, the big question coming into this year was how were they going to build on the back of everything that they achieved in New Zealand, you know, coming second in the Six Nations last year, a clean sweep in November. And they've managed to do it so successfully and so impressively by sticking to their principles. Like, there was a lot of talk today that there was going to be a storm at Murrayfield. It never quite materialised, but Ireland certainly brought their own storm. And even if there was, even if the blizzard has, had arrived, you got, you got the sense that Ireland were going to be able to handle whatever was thrown at them. And I think that's a testament to the players, but I think it's also a testament to the coaching staff and the belief and the confidence that they've instilled. Like I said at the start, Sinead, we're sitting right next to Andy Farrell for the whole game. I know the TV um, cameras you know, were on him every now and then, but throughout the whole game, as the bodies were dropping like flies, he just looked like a man in total control. And like I said, the players, that echoed, I think, down onto the players as well. So um, it's hard not to be hugely, hugely excited about the direction that this Ireland team is going in. Uh, like I said, Paddy's weekend, a Grand Slam at stake. And it's worth mentioning as well that the Ireland under-20s will be going for a Grand Slam in Cork the following day. Like These are really, really special times for Irish rugby. And I don't think anyone should take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely not. Keen. I know you've got a, a press conference to go to there. Um, another quick one. Obviously, we, we've long known of the six-day turnaround between this game and obviously England at the Aviva Stadium on Saturday. A high attritional rate as well in this game. We've mentioned about those forwards um, who had to who got injured and also Gary Ringrose there as well at the end. 
Yeah, like that was the obviously the, the big drawback is the, the injury toll, but like in particular Gary Ringrose, I'm sure probably came across on TV as well, but you could have heard a pin drop for those few minutes that he was on the ground. It was a really nasty collision and it was great to see him give the thumbs up as he was being stretchered off and obviously our best wishes go to him. Hopefully he'll be okay, but obviously there's no chance of him playing against England next weekend. But then again, Robbie Henshaw came back and you'd imagine he'll probably slot into the 13 jersey and renew his old partnership with with Bundyaki but yeah like they have a big big problem at hooker we're going to go in and chat to Andy Farrell now and obviously it would still be shortly after full time so they're not going to have a proper update in terms of injuries but you think that they've lost two hookers so Rob Herring may end up starting next week and Tom Stewart could end up coming back in Tom Stewart has never played for Ireland so um, these are yeah tough times Ryan Baird came off the bench and I thought played really well so you'd imagine he could be in line to play if Ian, Ian Henderson I'm actually just looking at Ian Henderson at the moment here he's in a sling so uh, that doesn't look good for him either uh, Caelan Doris I thought Jack Conan was excellent when he came on and I thought you know the way he celebrated his try I think there was a bit of anger in that you know there's a lot of focus and a lot of talk on Caelan Doris rightfully so because he's He's playing so well, but I'd imagine it's probably angered Jack Conan. It made it lit a fire under him a little bit, and I thought he was very, very impressive uh, today. A bit of a, a statement performance, so that's handy to have a guy like that to be able to call upon next week if Caelan Doris is out injured as well. So um, these are going to be headaches for Andy Farrell, and the six-day turnaround, like you mentioned, Sinead, makes it a little bit trickier, but as we've spoken about throughout this whole conversation, this Ireland team is just able to deal with whatever's thrown at them, and I think that, that that's the... That's the attitude they'll have going into next week, that if they're able to come through a game like this today with all of the setbacks that happened and still come away with the results, then there's no reason why they can't do it again next weekend. Absolutely. And what a week we've got coming up. Uh, Keen Tracy in Murrayfields. Thanks a million for that. We'll be back tomorrow, Monday, after we get an update on the Ireland squad. And uh, we've set up the week as Ireland look to win a first ever Grand Slam at home in Dublin. It's never been done before. So a huge week ahead. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Six Nations on the Left Wing Podcast. Rate, review and follow the show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast.